Good day. You are listening to a podcast. But this isn't just any podcast. Just any podcast couldn't do this. Or this. What the? This is the podcast. Starring the tense. Starring the tense. The uh, starring the Ted Smith and Cobb. The podcast starts. You better wear a helmet now. All right, folks. Welcome to another episode of the podcast. I'll be the host of this here podcast, the Ted Smith, the greatest podcast in all the land. All the land. Ah, in the bottom square, coming to us live from Austin. Here's what I name it, Cobb. Cobb, what's going on? What's up, boys? I'm coming off of about a three-hour binge watch of, uh, of Street Beef Scrapyard, so I'm fired up. I'm ready to rock and roll. Let's do this. <laughs> on the top left, living that desert life. Matt Conner, the producer, MCTP. What's up, Matt? Ted, it's great to be here. I miss I miss both you two more than more than most things from back home. Oh, thanks, man. Listen, exciting podcast as I am now in the new. Uh, spacious apartment that i moved into two bedrooms up at northgate left the city i guess i'm technically still in the city the new studio the new command center ted hq <laughs> i love it he gave before we hopped on he gave us a quick tour around the place some major features he's uh near a pool i feel like that should be noted i don't want to give away the location but he's got a pantry the pantry is massive i didn't realize how much i missed a pantry till i moved here and then, uh, yeah, and that fireplace is real, man. Whew. Yeah, that is honestly, I think it's gonna be a great place for you. And yeah, being right by a pool is like that's just gravy on top. I mean, for people not from the Seattle area, you went from uh, is it is it safe to call Capitol Hill a cultural war zone? <laughs> uh, I don't know because I feel like it has its own culture. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it really does. It, you're right. You're not wrong. You're not wrong though. National media. I went from living what three blocks from the chop to like now it's <laughs> yeah. quiet. I open my slider. There's an off leash dog park. Uh, <laughs> yeah. There's 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 a pool. There's a fitness center. Also during the day, the way the sun shines in, there's like a glare, so you can't see in. And like this, I guess this apartment hadn't been rented in a while. And like the first Friday I was here, I was waiting for my buddy to come over and help me. And like dog chefs kept coming up to the window and like people would kind of walk over and then they'd look in. And I just kind of wave at him like, oh, sorry. I'm like, ah, no worries. <laughs> Dude, that is crazy. Yeah, I feel like you went from like rainbow colored razor wire to like, you know, like basically country club living. I mean, grass right yeah. outside. Cool neighbors. Like, that place frank and carol <laughs> <laughs> so i was telling i was telling these guys before we started like met frank the first day i was here they're a little bit older and he's like you don't play drums do you i was like huh like, oh, should i be worried but like saw him the next time he was real nice and then uh like they they run this building by the way like people just come by on friday afternoon to stop and talk to them but i never got a chance to kind of like butt in so then monday morning i met carol the wife and she's She's like, yeah, like, I didn't hear a peep out of you guys. Like, you're good. And I was like, all right. I was like, I'll give you my number and email so we can, if you need anything or whatever. And she's like, all right. And she's like, was our TV too loud? Like, his hearing's going a little bit. And I was like, oh, no. Blare that thing. <laughs> like, it, I was I was pumped on Saturday that you could, you could smell food cooking. They got on the final four. I was like, all right. Because when Frank asked me, he goes, you don't play drums, do you? And I go, no. But. I do watch a lot of sports at random at, times. At obscure hours. 
I watch a good 4 a.m. Formula One race. No problem. <laughs> well, Saturday will be a test because it's a 10 p.m. start for me. Well, let's the, hope it's not a cricket test match at two in the morning. <laughs> I got to stay up till three in the morning to watch uh, Kings 11 Poon job on Friday. That's their first game. <laughs> but also, you know me, I can't help myself. I go, all right, Carol, great to meet you. One random question. She's like, what's up? And I go, where are you guys cooking on Saturday? Was it a pasta dish? She's like, no, but you're not far off. There was meat and cheese involved. It's more like a Mexican thing. And I was like, Huh. All right. Because like in our little like because our two doors are next to each other. Then there's like an outside door. So I was like, "Ooh, cooking food, watching basketball. Like, I think we'll get along. All right. Yeah, dude, I was going to say, like, it sounds like at some point they're just going to get like a little mail slot. And like when they cook something, just slide a plate through, you know, (laughs) I don't think that's far off. (laughs) Also, good people like my old place, like you could watch people walk up and down my street, but. It was crazy people sometimes or this or that. Like now I just open up the blinds and just watch people walk with their dogs. Just living life, living life without care. Yeah. And and to give people another example, the first day I lived in that place in Capitol Hill, I left a camping chair out on my patio. The next morning it was gone. <laughs> yeah. And, and your place was built into the side of the hill, sort of like a bunker. Like there was a small concrete wall and the, the particular street you were on is like a thoroughfare between like downtown and like the heart of like the resistance of Capitol Hill. I can only say that because yeah. I lived two blocks away. Right. <laughs> like we, I was there for three or four years, but yeah, definitely like just like just a crazy neighborhood. I mean, it's energetic, it's fun, I like it, but yeah, definitely different. Like we both said before we started the cast, like we loved it and we were happy to leave. You know, correct. That's a good way of putting it. But yeah, I was asking them. I was like, you can leave stuff out on the on the deck and they're like oh yeah they have like a whole furniture set up and this and that people got grills out i was like like, where'd you move here from prison (laughs) 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 just the burbs dog (laughs) Uh, i was gonna say our buddy taryn came by the first day i moved in we had a beer she has a lot of jokes because uh, i have a regular size tv but i haven't hung it up yet so i just have my little 20 incher hanging up up there and everybody's like oh ted's got a tiny like all weekend how's your tiny tv i was like you know and then it turned into some people like tiny tvs well brad doesn't have a tiny tv i'm like all right taryn (laughs) (laughs) i mean matt it was all weekend (laughs) that's awesome man yeah Uh, I, i can go to the grocery store without having to like walk by five security guards and broken glass yeah, that's true. Wow. You did go to the murder, literally known as the murder QFC around Seattle. And also, like, the Vice Squad has personally told me that that's, like, the hotbed of activity for them. Yeah. Well, and Cobb, you'll appreciate uh, there's, like, a uh, AM, PM around the corner I can walk to. So I still have a corner store. Amp them. But I think I'm going to save 300 bucks a month just not shopping at the corner store on Capitol Hill. Like, like just prices alone, I'm like, like that the same yeah. twelve pack of Miller Lite I buy is seven dollars cheaper here. Uh, dude, I hear you, man. And this is a subject I'm torn on because on the one side, yes, globalization has been amazing. And AMPM runs a chain of fourteen thousand stores across the US, and they can offer you lower prices on things like Twizzlers, Skittles, Miller High Life. But where I feel like the national chains lack is in the chop. It's it's in the 
the intangibles. You know what I mean? Like maybe your convo won't be as good. Maybe, you know, their jokes won't be up to par. Maybe they won't have that like secret little stash of, of rolling papers or incense when you need it. I don't know. I, I go, I go back and forth because Austin's big on eating local and, you know, local shops and stuff like that. But, you know, occasionally I find myself in a chain and, it, it could be a nice experience. I mean, there's there's a reason why Target is dominating the U.S., you know? Like, there's a reason why Olive Garden is the most served Italian food in the country. So, trust me, man, I get it. The appeal of the, the suburbs is alive and well. And, I, you know, I don't know which way to go on it. I mean, I feel like Matt probably has a has a hot take. But, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a battle to be waged internally. And I feel like Ampum, they definitely get it done. I, I feel like the the national chains, you know, like you're right, Cobb being in one, there's this odd comfort of it. It's very nice. Uh, I love target. I've never lived as close to a target as I do right now. And it's, it's my favorite place. It's so cool. So it's, I get the whole support local and I get that it'll be, it, you know, it, at scale, it would be better, but it's also just a little bit, idealistic i suppose based on where i find myself and the time period in which i do so so you know i i'm just gonna you know i'm glad whole foods is like a big corporate thing i love that's also right by my house and so between whole foods and target like i I, i'm i'm part of the problem according to (laughs) a lot of austin residents probably (laughs) (laughs) oh dude and, and weirdly sorry go ahead ted I was going to say, like, look, I loved my corner store. I'm just saying, like, the prices just in that neighborhood, because they could, were just ridiculous. That's what I'm saying. I feel like you've paid your debt to culture, Ted, and it's yeah. time for some savings. And I mean, Matt- God forbid I walk yeah. to Total Wine. <laughs> <laughs> God forbid I, I buy a couch at Walmart, you know, or Costco, <laughs> a pizza at Costco. Save a couple of bucks. Yeah, Matt, weirdly, also just tangentially related, I actually physically live in the Whole Foods headquarters. <laughs> I don't know if we've talked about that, but their offices are on the, I don't want to say what floor of my building, but a couple of the floors. Wow. Yeah. I live across the street uh, from the original Whole Foods. Yeah. That's what cracks me up is like Whole Foods has come to represent the globalization, you know, in its own way. It's owned by Amazon now, but it started with Austin. Like it started yeah. in. Well, and that's the thing too, with small companies or mid-sized companies, you're like, what, do you not want them to get bigger? And like, you like them. Do you not want them serving more people? Right. And so that's the thing, even something like Red Robin, I'm like, look, at one point they were just a small burger shack in East Lake, you know? So I can't hate on the growth. So, you know, I, I see both sides, man. I mean, there is a little, a little bit of like a nice local touch to cool local spots, a little bit more personality to them maybe, but there's a ruthless efficiency to corporate America that can be pretty comforting. I mean, God, where was it that we were? Um, Oh, like, have you guys ever been to an LA fitness? Yep. Have I been in an LA? I've been to 24 hour. I'm sure somewhere along the way I worked out in LA fitness. I don't know. Dude, the thing about an LA fitness is like, nothing in that gym is like the greatest thing you've ever seen, but like they just kind of have it all. There's like, there's a sauna. It's not the best sauna, but there's a sauna. Like there's a pool. It's not the best pool, but there's a pool basketball court, same story, equipment, same story, weights, same story. And you're like, it's just like, it just checks the box in every category where it's like kind of weirdly one of the best gyms only by having everything. But none of those things are stellar kind of like, you know, the olive garden menu. 
Like they've got whatever you want. Like they've got it on the menu. It's not going to be the best rigatoni lasagna, whatever that you've had. But yeah. So anyway, well, I, I think it's. I mean, that's the tough thing, though, right? Like, obviously, you want to support small business. But then anybody I know that has a small business, I want them to grow into a giant national brand. Right. right. Or sell and it. And all those national brands at one point were small businesses, you know? Yeah. And then when you talk, like, I know people that are like, I don't need a chain restaurants. Like, uh, okay, whatever. <laughs> Good for but you. also the chain restaurant, like, you know what I mean? Like I say this, I go blue in the face telling this to people. I'm like, right. Well, the reason McDonald's is so successful is that wherever you go in the country, wherever you go in the world, when you order a Big Mac, it's a Big Mac, right? It's the same thing. And same thing if you go to like a, I'll just use Chili's as an example, right? Like if I go to a Chili's, I'm going to get some Southwestern egg rolls and a buffalo chicken sandwich. And it's going to taste like the Southwestern egg rolls and the chicken sandwich I expect from a Chili's. Yeah. And also all those restaurants, like they didn't get big by nobody eating there. You know? Yeah. <laughs> like that's the other thing. It's like, I don't know. I, I try not to put like too much of that ownership on like each individual. It's like, look, you're not going to like completely change commerce on your own. Like, you know, think about where you spend your dollars, but ultimately like there's a reason that target hits. And I, I love meeting the owner of the establishment. Thank you. Particularly at small businesses, it comes to mind, but like I've met some like really enthusiastic, awesome franchise owners or franchise managers that I'm like excited to support because it's my neighborhood taco time. Well, that's a bad example because they're pretty local, but you know what I mean? <laughs> like my my neighborhood Jack in the Box in Santa Barbara. Like I liked the crew there. I was yeah. happy to be you know frequenting there. Um, so great product. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> It comes down to the 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 staffing and the relationships for me, you know. And then if if that's not there, it's going to be price and selection, and yeah, it's this tough Plus, tough competition. I think a lot of things depend on like where you live, what you're used to, right? Now, local bars, I'll always support, right? I mean, I'm trying to think of like national chain bars, like. I don't know. Like I'll still go to Buffalo Wild Wings, but obviously, like I, I prefer to go to like a Buckley's or a uh, Marco Polo down in Soto. But Sluggers, also, if yeah. if Buckley's showed up and there was Buckley's all over the country, I wouldn't be mad at Buckley's. <laughs> yeah, exa exactly, man. How you boycott I, Ted? And I feel like maybe where it gets twisted a little bit is like at a certain point, private equity money steps in and they change all the recipes and they, you know, they hit those ruthless efficiencies where maybe the flavor isn't there on those fish tacos or like maybe the smile on the bartender just isn't quite as, as solid. And I feel like that's where people maybe get upset is when, when they start to water down the product, which I, I feel like happens inevitably, maybe Chipotle might be a, you know, a good counter example, unless, unless Chipotle was even better when it was just in, in Denver. I don't know, but Yeah. It's, I mean, know, I can give you an example, like where I grew up, right? There's a chain of bars called the green turtle. <clears throat> First one was in ocean city, Maryland. I want to say off 45th, <laughs> but like, I love the green turtle, right? That's where we always went. There was one in Laurel. That one's gone, but that's where like the Smiths, we always hung out at the green turtle. But then since I've been out here, like some oh. giant company bought them, there's a ton of them all over the place. And like, I still like it, but the quality went down a little bit. So now we go to Looney's, hmm. but like, I don't know if you guys were in Maryland, I'd be like, yeah, go to a green turtle. 
Yeah. When did they get I hear bought? You. What's that, Matt? Do you know when the green turtle got bought? I do not. I just know I moved out here and I came back and they were everywhere and people were like, ah, the quality's gone down. Like we go to Looney's now. And Looney's pub is is dope. But I mean, even Looney's has four locations. Yeah. So yeah. It's I also I would say this too, like somebody that's lived in a Seattle in a in downtown Seattle, right? I've only lived in the two most like popular neighborhoods, Belltown and Capitol Hill. So it's like everything was local. It was awesome. But like, honestly, like I went for a walk the other day and I was like, oh, shit. I can go to like a Jersey Mike's again. Okay. Yeah, y'all got little Caesars in this bitch. <laughs> so like, I'm happy to see like chain restaurants. I'm like, oh, this is crazy. I mean, there's a Chipotle I could walk to. And I'm like, burrito bowl back in my life, baby. Yeah, Ted, honestly, you've paid your debt to society, especially being no car downtown for, what, 15 years, probably? Like, it's time for you to just, like, go get some nachos at Azteca, my guy. You are, you've earned it. Azteca has a Mexican pizza, my friend. It's delicious. <laughs> yeah, dude, and you know what? Speaking of pizza, you got a California pizza kitchen near you, yeah. now that I think about it. And um, also, um, uh, I forgot to send you guys a photo, but... The other day, um, I made a purchase from a giant national food restaurant. They actually had on the box voted best value in America. And so I was like, wow, question answered. So, boys, if you're ready to hear what it was, I asked the woman, I was like, how many of these things do you sell a day? And she just laughed in my face because they sell so many of them. A hot Wait, and ready from a, Little Caesars. Oh, sorry. What was it? A hot and ready from Little Caesars. Oh, yeah. $7 full pizza. Come on, boys. Ooh, great value. Well, that's always my big joke with Little Caesars. Like, obviously, they would never do this, but it's how you were. I think you were part of me and Sean do it all the time. It's like, what's that? Oh, you don't like the taste of it? Right, right. What we told you is it's hot and it's ready. Good day, (laughs) sir. (laughs) <laughs> but i went i said good day right none of their none of their advertising says it's the best pizza in the world or whatever they're like hey look it's seven dollars it's hot and it's ready <laughs> yeah so it's seven dollars fight me you want to hand it back i'll take it back <laughs> i didn't think so walk away Ah, <laughs> uh, voice <laughs> you know you know weirdly okay i i don't know why i want to tell this as a quick aside but so obviously we've talked about this podcast i used to be a valet at this really nice place in kirkland um and like the richest couple i ever dealt with aside from uh the guy who started microsoft and his wife and their security team um but there was this couple who would come in and they just were balling just different car every time whatever you could tell and finally like one day i got up the guts and i was just like hey man like i think the guy's name was jeff i was like jeff what do you guys do for a living? And he's like, oh, you ever been to um, like a pizza hut? And I was like, yeah, yeah, I've been to pizza. He's like, you ever been to a Domino's? I was like, I've been to Domino's. He's like, we sell both of them their crust. I was like, damn. (laughs) So they just have a facility and they just make all those crusts and like freeze them or whatever and then sell them. At least at that time, that was in 2005 or something. So I don't know if it's changed, but yeah. Yeah, well, dude, I watch on the History Channel, or just History. They don't call it the History Channel. There's a show about, like, the food. So they used to have a, like, 90-minute or two-hour special about foods that built America. But now, excuse me, now they just have hour-long shows, and they just go over certain foods. So, like, they did, like, Starbucks versus Dunkin'. But, like, they did, uh, I watched one on fried chicken joints the other day. So, like, the 
the colonel pretty much a lot of people know that story, but they were talking about Popeyes. The guy that started Popeyes, Big Al Copeland, uh, <laughs> <laughs> he, he starts it and then he buys churches, but he buys churches chicken and he expands so quickly that he runs out of money and he has to sell like sell like something like basically he goes into bankruptcy. So somebody takes over the Popeyes and the churches. But what he had done years before was trademark the recipe to Popeyes chicken. So basically you they franchised out Popeyes, but if you wanted to actually have Popeyes chicken, you still had to pay Big Al Copeland. Damn, man. Got to pay the cost to be the boss. Savvy, dude. <laughs> I was like, that's genius. And then I used to go to a restaurant in Maryland called Copeland's and I put two and two together. I'm like, oh, so he just sold like he kept selling the recipe back to the Popeye's franchises and then opened other Cajun places. That's awesome. I love little things like that. Cobb, you got it. Like, look up history and look up that show. It, it, it I, I mean, it comes on Sunday nights. It, I, it is riveting TV and just little things. Like, I think I talked about Arby's before, and like, I can go through the whole thing about how they decided, like, burger, they wanted roast beef and this and that. But then, like, the Jamocha shake is like something that really propelled them, or like Starbucks. When uh, Howard Schultz gets in charge, he's the once he buys out everybody and gets in charge. He turns it into like an Italian style uh, coffee shop and people thought it was pretentious, this and that. But like they start building, but they can't get into Boston, right? Because Boston is Duncan uh, country. At this point, they don't really have a rivalry because Duncan's not sweating them. But then Schultz goes in and finds a a company that has five stores in Boston. That's the only other coffee shop. And they have some milkshake thing. So then he buys them, he goes in there, and he hires this woman to come up with a way to make the same milkshake thing, but just using a blender, right? Because every Starbucks store has the same amount of equipment. Mm. And basically, they come up with the Frappuccino, and that's when they just fucking take off. Wow. The Frappuccino. The Jamocha shake is the Frappuccino? Well, no, I'm saying the Jamocha shape really helped Arby's, but like for Starbucks, it's uh, the Frappuccino that sends them into like the stratosphere. Yeah, also, that was the hitter. It was the hitter. And also that's when you have like teenagers and younger people that don't drink coffee are like, oh, I like this though. Orange mocha Frappuccinos <laughs> like Zoolander. Dude, that's true. I remember like the Frappuccino is probably when I first heard of Starbucks. Actually, it was like, you know, I remember people getting like the bottled Frappuccinos from Costco, like big boxes of, you know what I mean? Those glass yep. bottle ones. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. I feel like that is like a kind of a hero product that I never really, I kind of forgot about it with all the like, you know, pink berry dragon fruit remixers and whatever. But yeah, nice. Yeah, I never thought about it either, but then like like I was kind of late to drinking coffee. I was in my 30s. But like I don't know. I remember drinking frappuccinos and it was like it didn't even dawn on me that I was drinking a very low dose amount of caffeine and coffee at the time. Oh it's yeah. The milkshakes. They are milkshakes. So I mean that's all it is. 9 a.m. no sweat. Of course yeah. it's a hit. No sweat. Exactly. And Matt, no appreciate You'll appreciate this. Like I remember when I first started using like a personal trainer and I remember like sitting there, like I'm done my workout. Like, I don't know, don't, you know, like you always do like something small at the end, like ab stuff or something. And I hear him talking to this other client. She's like, I don't know. Like I eat everything you say. And then I heard him go like, what do you drink for coffee? 
And she runs down this list and he's like, well, let's start there. Like you're starting your morning with yeah. like 800 or 900 Sunday. calories. <laughs> it's going to be hard to hit that 2000 mark. <laughs> yeah. I honestly, I feel like I've met just too many women who have like, you know, their giant like Trienta breakfast drink. It's like, oh, it's just, I just drink coffee and then eat salad. And you're like, well, <laughs> technically true. <laughs> Not the salad. smoking like a true trainer dude it's just it's not the salad doc (laughs) i would recommend to people if you start getting into coffee do what i do i had no idea what i was ordering so i would just order americanos which is just espresso and water but like i started with black coffee so like nowadays even like if somebody's like you want a coffee i'm like like it's the weekend, put a little cream and sugar in it, but generally I just drink black coffee. Dude, there's a, there's like a killer is not like serial killer is not the right word, but there's like, there's an edge to Ted sometimes. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like, I just drink black coffee, dog, like sugar. Now cream. That's for suckers. Headphones while you lift. Yeah. Headphones while you lift. Nah, dude. Yeah. Matt, good call. You're right. There is like, I mean, everyone has a light side and a dark side, but like Ted's, you you really would never expect him. Like he's got an edge to him, you know, like he's not smoking cigarettes, but like there's an edge there. <laughs> Matt, you're right. I found like, so when I was cleaning out my place, I just decided like, I'm just throwing out stuff that I haven't been using. And like, there's some pair of like headphones to work out in. And I was like, I should keep these. And I was like, nah, I, I haven't worn headphones working out. <laughs> I mean, I'm trying to remember. I mean, I bet it's been 10 years. Oh, my God. That's like when you claimed that identity as that guy. You're like throwing them away. That's Everyone works out in headphones. I, I cannot remember a time in the last 10 years I've worked out not in headphones unless I'm with other people. I feel like most gyms have music going. Weak, weak music. Sucker music. Wow. Elevator yeah. music. Ted, that's honestly, that might be one of the more impressive things about you. It's like uh, my... My girlfriend's mom, when she goes on a plane, she just raw dogs it, dude. Doesn't bring a magazine, doesn't bring a book, just stares at the seat in front of her. And this woman flies four or five times a month. I heard that and I was just shocked. I don't even know how to process that. I was like, so you just stare at the seat in front of you. She's like, oh, yeah. I'm like, the whole time. She's like, yeah, is that weird? I was like, yes, Jesus. I don't think it's that weird. Picturing you in there just raw dog and bicep curls with nothing pumping you up is crazy to me. Just just like the sound of your own breath, you know? <laughs> Trust me, I'm fighting a war in my own head with every rep. All right. That's 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 all the noise I need. Ah man. That's that is wild. Yeah, and even you walk around the city a lot with no headphones too. I feel like I have headphones in when I'm walking. Yeah. <sighs> I like the noise. Get the real vibe. <laughs> the noise. The what? The noise brought on you. <laughs> right? If there's a crazy dude walking up behind me screaming, I want to hear him. Yeah, Ted wants to stab first. I like that. Dude. That's that that's that like Baltimore instinct. Yeah, I think suburban Ted'll come around on headphones and let's over under a year and a half. Oh, I like this. All right. Wow. All right. Suburban Ted headphones. You know, a little longer commute. Yeah. Yeah. Matt, I think I'm, I think I'm with you. Good set of headphones hopping on the, you know, maybe I'll listen to a podcast, maybe the podcast. I don't know. Yeah. I like it, that. I will say it's weird too, like walking around like this neighborhood, right? Like 
you leave my place and you go up the hill a little bit, like and I've never like Capitol Hill, like the only houses up there were like old school mansions and stuff. Like I, I'm like, hmm, maybe I should just buy a small little house. I could do whatever I want in there. Could party. I'm like, I don't know. I never really gave it too much. Like I know investment wise, it's a good thought, but I never thought I was like, I don't need a house. Now I'm like, let's just get a house. Yeah, like I could be a house guy. That's true. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. Up there, barbecue your horizons. Oh yeah, I get a. I'd probably get a Traeger. Then I'd be smoking guy. Ooh, you would be, dude. You actually would be good at that. That's, I could see it, man. You know? Yeah. All right. All right. Matt, I guess here's the question. Cause you said a year and a half, year and a half from now, has Ted moved to a house or gotten headphones? Which one's more likely? Oh man. This is a recent development. I mean, or, or maybe, both? maybe using a Traeger even more likely. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it won't get, it won't go the way of the camping chair. Yeah. He's not going to be smoking less meat. A year Sounds from like now. you I know have that. a Traeger there, Ted. <laughs> I, okay, so I can't have a smoker here. That is one rule. It has to be gas or uh, electric grills. Oh, okay. What if you do it over by the pool? I mean, I'm sure I can Loophole. make a lot of make Loophole, a lot of boys. <laughs> no food in the pool area except for Ted. He brings his Traeger and he smokes meat yeah. all day. And then he, <laughs> about every uh, half an hour, he walks back to his apartment and grabs just comes back with a full red cup. We don't ask what's in it. We just wait for dinner to be served. Just a red cup and some cedar chips. <laughs> Dude, I love this suburban that's Ted, a, man. That's a good New identity era. for you, Ted. I like that. Yeah. Better than suburban smoker. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Seriously, though, I was like, huh, there's some nice homes up here. I was like, and they, they're a little smaller and stuff. I was like, they look affordable. I could be a neighborhood guy. Plus, dude, like there's a giant park, like I'd say, I don't know, an eighth of a mile up the road. And there's a nice little, uh, there's a nice little dive bar there. So in between moving some stuff, me and a buddy stopped there. It was like a sunny afternoon, 60, like low sixties, a lot of attractive women running or walking with dogs. Yeah. That's the thing. Now that you're in a safer area, there will be more, more talent. And if oh, you had a house with yeah. a yard for those dogs. Yeah. Wow. I mean, it could be huge. I mean, this, this essentially what we're talking about, like runs almost all of capitalism. It's like, how do we attract women to sleep with us? Like <laughs> step one, got to get a, you know, a roof get over a my smoker. head. Yeah. <laughs> step two. I know, but th- that's the thing. It is the advanced version of like food and shelter. You're like, well, if I had a smoker and a yard for her dog, you know, if I had shelter, <laughs> I could no provide brainer. Yeah, even if she didn't like me, she'd have a hard time leaving. She'd, she'd have to sleep with me. Yeah. What's she going to do? Go sleep under a tree? No. I got a house. <laughs> Tale as old as time, boys. How it happens. Yeah. Another nice thing is, uh, like last year, Cobb, you came by. That little, that little half tree was getting it done, but I have the room to get like a nice big real tree. Not big, but a real tree in here again. I'm already, about already thinking about tree. Chris. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. already thinking about it. Dude, that, that oh sorry, that will be nice. Yeah, I feel like uh I don't know, man. I just feel like I feel like this is gonna be a a big new chapter for you, and it weirdly it's gonna turn out really well. But it's a new yeah. phase, it's a new era, you know? It's not City Ted. Bourbon Ted. 
Maybe we should go go easy on calling him Bourbon Ted. Yeah, maybe maybe suburban Ted. <laughs> suburban Ted. <laughs> Interurban Ted. Yeah, I don't know. Well, and this is random. Some of the bars I've been to, I noticed they all have claw machines. <laughs> I love a claw machine. So I'm trying to start a new nickname for myself. The claw daddy. <laughs> like, oh, empty out the machine. Here comes the freaking claw daddy. You're gonna take all of our plush toys. <laughs> Dude, have you seen uh, the human the human ones of those? The human claw machines? What do you win? Dude, in Asia, okay, this is crazy and totally off topic, but they hook up. You Okay, you strap your your child into this thing, and then you control the joystick and lower them into a pit of snacks, like potato chips, candy, whatever. And like a toddler, like they will grab as much as they can, and then you raise them up and like move them over to like the dump out thing. Oh, if I had like, a toddler, I would sign up for that tomorrow. Yeah, like they are the claw. It looks amazing. <laughs> it's only in, of course, like Asia, dude, like Japan, how they have all those crazy TV shows. Like I've only seen it on the internet, but God, I would be first in line. I mean, that's the home of Slippery Stairs. Yeah. Oh, dude, I love Slippery Stairs. That's there was. God, I can't remember what it was. I was involved in something where it felt like we were going up and down the Slippery Stairs. Yeah. Amazing. I mean, when there was no sports during the beginning of the pandemic lockdown, slippery stairs helped me out a lot. <laughs> I always thought that'd be so fun to try, you know? Oh, I don't know. It looks it looks painful. Are they made of like foam? I assumed the stairs were foam. My guess is they're putting some type of foam on top of real stairs. Mm, yes, yeah, so it's still got like some umph to it. That makes sense, yeah. actually. It doesn't look that comfortable. And I'm not positive what that liquid is. <laughs> it's anal lube, Ted. You know what it is. I mean, it looks it looks <laughs> like on, lube. We, we know what it is. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, also, real quick, I wanted to say big <laughs> thanks to Sean, Rob, for helping me move stuff. Oh, before we take this break, I'm annoyed with the state of Washington. Now, look, I don't have a car. I'm getting one soon, so I'm sure I'll be more annoyed. So uh, my buddy Jeff, he's like, you need any help? I said, Jeff, come over Tuesday morning. I got a rack of trash. We need to make a dump run. So there's construction in Fremont, whatever. He's like, let's just go up to the one in Linwood. Cool. Get to the one in Linwood, and they're like, what do you got? Household stuff. And he's driving. He goes, where do you live? And he's like, uh, like South Everett. He's like, what about you? And I was like, Seattle. And he's like, oh, you can't dump here. Like, what? He's like, you can't dump here. Or this oh. was the shoreline one. I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, oh, you got to be in shoreline. I'm like, ah. <laughs> all right. So then we drove up to Linwood. It was fine there. And then the second run, we just went down to the south one in Tukwila. But I was just like, what's the di- it's all going to the same giant dump. <laughs> yeah, it's all going to the same landfill. I, I have no idea. Wow. I feel like things like this I usually know. I have no rational way to explain that to you. Local politics? I'm not really I, sure. Actually, in fact, if anybody knows, write in and tell us, because that seems insane. Yeah. I would also recommend the transfer station in Tukwila simply because they have the giant pit. Yeah. <laughs> like the other ones, you just kind of go to the dump and they move it around for you. There's something it's, you feel like you're alive when you throw stuff into the giant pit. You know, I used to do that for a living. Worked you worked for, at the dump? Yeah. No, I worked for like, it was it was a competitor of 1-800-GOT-JUNK, but the same sort of thing of like on-demand, like dump runs for people. And right. 
It was high school graduates hauling junk. Yeah, <laughs> barely high school graduates. <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah, GED was... hunks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just it's got got that ring to it. Wow, <laughs> GED hunks, dude. That's such a good idea. It's like yeah, it's five dollars less, <laughs> right? And honestly, they're gonna I'm work paying hard. That premium, my guy, <laughs> and they work harder. Oh, uh, that's dude, that's hell funny, Ted. Go ahead, Matt. Sorry, <laughs> I was just agreeing with you that throwing stuff in there is great. Uh, there's a bunch of times where we got like these big, like big mirrors, like closet doors, or like tops to old tables that were made of glass and. There's a couple times we got to throw stuff off like second stories into the back of the truck. And it was just always so satisfying. Like I've loved being a, a, a trash hauler. Like that's just this, there's not an ounce of irony in it. You know, you get used to the smell, but like the therapeutic aspect of just there's it doesn't it's just brute force. It doesn't matter if it breaks and you just throw it wherever. It's just so satisfying. So, oh, yeah. yeah. Like backing Nothing up the run. backing up the truck, oh, and then yeah. just hop out, just start tossing stuff into the dump. Yeah, <laughs> nothing will ever match the feeling of raw power you get from just like like throwing like a spear, a two by four through the front of a computer screen. You know, <laughs> and just like God dang, like that feels on some primal like hunter gatherer level, man. It feels really good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's take a break here. We'll come back with uh, emails. What's Matten in the cop topic? All right, welcome back to the podcast. Thanks to our sponsor, GED Hunks, who all junk <laughs> for less. For less. all junk for less. One of those, those guys debts. Am I right? One of those guys is going to be a congressman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I will say, college hunks who all junk is a good service. But I remember I used them once when I moved the last time, and like, I don't, it's this is sound terrible. But I was like. They're not really college age. <laughs> You're like, do these guys even go to college? What's your GPA, dog? I don't know why. Like, it's not like I'm into dudes, but I was like, I don't know. I expected two dudes and sleeveless t-shirts. Just like, like, right, bro. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm sorry, Roger. I, I kind of expected you guys to be, I don't know. And he's like, what? More strong? Like, just hotter. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, all right, Cobb, we have some emails. Yeah. Um, Jesus, uh, this hotter. is a good one. <laughs> like, hey, guys. You're just, you're just not as hunky as I was hoping. Yeah. Like, it says hunks. I, I don't know that I would call you a hunk. You're a little stringy <laughs> and just, do you work out? Yeah. What college did you go to anyway? <laughs> that's a That's a technical school, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> I went to one myself. But I was promised a college hunk. <laughs> Dude, uh, God, I hate the fact that like in America, there probably is like a class action lawsuit working its way through the courts about like some of the employees there not being college educated. All right. <laughs> it's like, uh, have you been fooled by someone posing as a hunk from college <laughs> while receiving GED level service? Call us. <laughs> Get your payout. Um Okay. Hey, guys. My guilty pleasure meal is a grilled chicken breast. All right. So, guys, I got to say, when I read this email, it started off bad. You just hear that and you're like, guilty pleasure meal. Like, okay, this is going to be good. 
grilled chicken breast. Like, uh, it's a little too healthy for me to get on board with this guy, but he brings it home. Hey, guys, my guilty pleasure meal is a grilled chicken breast cut up into a pot of boxed Kraft macaroni and cheese. Uh, if I can make this, I usually am alone and eat it out of the pot. Not proud of it, but it hits the spot and it's good if I'm really hungry. Thanks for the great podcast, Ant. Dude, Kraft like mac that. and cheese straight out of the pot is is the best way. Yeah, uh, it, it is going yeah. in the mood. I, I don't know why, but you're right. There is something fun about eating mac and cheese straight out of the pot. <laughs> Also, this guy is a college hunk. Uh, he has like, you know, he has like a little bio or I don't know. What do you call that at the end of your email? It's like a little about him. Signature. Yeah, it's like a yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Ted. It's, obviously, I've been out of the corporate world for well, literally ever. Um, <laughs> it says University of Washington, Seattle campus, and then gives his degree or environmental science looks like nice. Um, OK. Uh, all right. This one's titled. Woo cranked at the podcast. What's going on, fellas? Hope everyone's doing good. My guilty pleasure meal is also my bachelor meal, as I call it to my wife. It's a box of rice roni mixed with a can of baked beans. It reminds me of my childhood. We didn't have a ton of money, and those uh, could feed our family pretty easily. I ate a lot when I finally moved out on my own during the struggle. Uh, sometimes when the wife doesn't want to cook, I'll make it. Also, baked beans are way better than refried beans. Keep calm and LARPed on. Jaden. I can't argue that point. Like I like refried beans, but baked beans are strong. Mm, yeah. Yes. Ted, what do you think of Tottenham? They're I hope you, an- <laughs> I hope you answered it like a true Arsenal fan and make <laughs> MCTP bleep it. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. It happens. Nice. Uh, I'll tell you one thing. It looks like you guys could use a manager. <laughs> uh, Cobb topic. What's your guilty pleasure meal? Number one. Totino's Party Pizza. I may be a 42-year-old grown-ass man with kids and a mortgage, but I love that rectangular goodness. I definitely appreciate a well-made wood-fired pie, but I will still rifle a combination any day of the week. I'm 100% in. I don't know why. Like We've talked about this, right? There's like good pizza shops. There's like fast food pizza. Then there's like fancy frozen pizzas. But like, yeah, it, like the party pizza is a different... It's just, it, it strikes a different nerve. I love that thing. Yeah, there are, even within the frozen pizza world, there are leagues. And Totino's, I will say, is at the bottom of the stack, but not in a bad way. Like, quality-wise, it is, but it just, it hits in a different, you know, in, in a different kind of way. Similar with, like, uh, Wendy's, you know? Like, Wendy's, I know there are better burgers out there, but, like, I go to Wendy's when I just really need, you know, that like it's a particular flavor. Yeah. Totino's, I feel like brings it. For sure. And I don't know why, like, I don't get them all the time, but like, I don't know. Even if I'm hung over on a Sunday and it's like, I'm going to get a party pizza. It's like, ah, look at me having a little party. (laughs) Just a party kind of guy, you know? It does feel like, yeah, stuff like that sometimes just like blows my mind. Like, modern, every once in a while, I know, Matt, you're like this, um, like, every once in a while just modern society will like blow my mind and i like uh i don't know i this week i was reading this twitter thread of the the guy who started the dark road you guys remember that guy um uh, or, i mean so the, the dark road? road the silk road jesus yeah, yeah ross dark olbricht road. so he was just tweeting that it's his 39th birthday so he's been in, in prison for the last nine birthdays and then like five minutes later i was like eating a burger and just like god like that's crazy that i just 
you know, can go do whatever I want, like having your freedom, like the little pleasures, I guess. And something like a Totino's party pizza, like that's just wild that we even have access to that, you know? Yeah. I mean, I'm with them. That That's a very strong guilty pleasure. Yeah. It's easy to take it for granted, but like we live better than literally anyone on the planet in 1940. I've never even hunted. <clears throat> yeah. I, clear, I clearly gathered. eat. <laughs> and you have a magic button on your phone that will summon any kind of food you want or someone to drive you somewhere yeah, or a plane wild. ticket. It's, it's insane. <laughs> uh, number two, Hooters breaded wings, hot, all drums. Before they were run out of the greater Seattle area on the historic rails, I used to love getting Hooters breaded hot wings, all drums, all caps, by the way. Uh, That's gangster, all drums. Yeah, we, all caps, too. Uh, that grease-soaked, all drum goodness paired with the most <laughs> delicious curly fries this side of Arby's. Last business trip I was on in Richmond, Virginia, I made sure to visit the Owl Cafe on the company's dime. The talent, probably shouldn't use that phrase anymore, uh, was so-so, but the food more than made up for it. Thank you guys for another year of fantastic content, whether it be Horsehead Ted, Matt living his best 60... 60- <laughs> Matt living his best 60-year-old self or Cobb existing against all odds. <laughs> God damn it, dude. <laughs> I don't even know. I don't even know what to what to make of that. <laughs> I'm gonna take it as a sign of disrespect. I'll say that right now. Uh 2023 wouldn't be the same without you, gents, in my ears on a somewhat weekly basis. Keep up the good work. Ross W. Toledo, Ohio. P.S. All drums. <laughs> Ross, you'll be happy to know I watched a special on the chicken wing in the foods of built America. And uh, like there's arguments of where I mean, obviously, it started in Buffalo, but Buffalo Wild Wings, I want to say, started like in Ohio. And they believe that people there love it. And they were just smart enough to like, all right, we're going to call them Buffalo Wings. Well, and Weck and whatever. But like, uh, yeah, it's funny. And then like. Basically, they invent what we know as a sports bar today because they had other stuff on the menu and they're like, people just really want to watch sports on TV. And this is like as sports, like college sports is coming on TV more. And then, yeah, it's dudes in Florida that have moved down from New York that already knew about chicken wings. And they're like, all right, we're going to have a chicken wing joint. And the first girl they hire happens to be like Miss Florida, like swimsuit or whatever. And they're like, oh, wait a minute. We're going to have great customer service, but the waitresses are going to be like top notch. And that's how like Hooters starts. Wow. Makes a lot of sense. I mean, what's not to love in that equation? Also, I like when places just go all in on their one value prop. They're like, let's not be everything to everybody. Let's just be like sports on TV and delicious wings. You're like, all right, winning combo. Yeah, like nowadays, you'd be hard pressed to go to any bar and not have a TV. But before, like those guys started that, like bars were just like pubs. You just went in there and drank beers and BS'd. That's what I'm saying, Ted. You in 1940 would not be having nearly as much fun. Now, and I'd probably have to be like either a Navy or a Notre Dame football fan. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, all right. Well, let's check in with what's Matt. Hey, what's good? What's Matt? Before we get to what's maddening, hey, what's good? What's mad? Whoa. Check out what's maddening. Hey, what's good? What's mad? Whoa. Uh, before we get to what's maddening, hey, what's good? What's mad? Whoa. Check out what's maddening. Uh, yeah, it was it was a good week. Um, 
I was just uh, on the break. I told you guys I'd tell you a story from this week. Um, I'm a little bit uh, perplexed on how exactly to explain how it went out because it involves my work and I try and keep some things under wrap because it's kind of a exclusive, nice place. Um, but the place I work has their own podcast where um, they they do conversations and stuff. And uh, my the guest on the podcast was this guy that's always in the gym. And my manager was like, hey, did you listen to the new podcast yet? And I was like, yeah, did you? And she was like, I don't know how to listen to podcasts. I've never listened to one in my entire life. And I was like, that's the best sentence you've ever said to me. <laughs> you have no idea. That's how I got this job. I have relief that is. <laughs> oh, I see what you're saying. Does that mean she hasn't listened to V podcast? Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, because we always joke about like you know this podcast. Yeah, I I don't know. Uh, there's some people there that would enjoy it, but I don't bring it up at work. Uh, so <laughs> hearing my manager not know how podcasts work was just uh a great one. Um. Other than that, weekend was pretty chill. I've been listening to the new Event Sevenfold song a lot. Ted, have you heard that one? Are you guys playing it? I, I don't think I've heard it yet. Okay. Um, well, it's all about uh and it's pretty if, if they play it on rock radio, that's wild. That they, it's it's just such a weird song. But it's all uh it was inspired by two of their members doing some uh five MEO DMT journeys with some shamans. And all right. Uh, their takes on existentialism, more particularly absurdism, which I really vibe with a lot. I think uh, absurdism is a is a great way to look at the world and your life. Um, basically, you know, it's like, yeah, it's wild. Like, I don't know. We're all born. No one asked to be born. Uh, we're not really sure why we're here. You know, and and the idea of giving life meaning is, you know, solely on the individual um, from just kind of this objective playing field. And to me, that just opens up a lot of like fun to be had. Um, so, yeah, that song's been been hitting me good lately. Um, and so, yeah, that was the, the main sticking point. But, Ted, I know you're a big fan of their live shows. Um and yeah, if you hear the song, I have no idea how they're going to do it live. Like, all right. All right. I'll have to check it. I mean, it's the band I've seen live the most. Yeah. Yeah. This is definitely a little bit of a turn from what you're used to from them. But like, you know, yeah, they're they're on their journeys doing their thing. And, and it's uh, yeah, it's re- it's it grow. It's a grower, not a shower. You know, they got a lot of songs <laughs> that are instant bangers. You hear them and you're like, I get this. This one, I was like, what are they doing? And then I started reading, you know, things about it. And I was like, oh, yeah. And then the lyrics made a lot more sense to me. But yeah, it's a, it's a cool one. You know, I'm sure we have a lot of Avenged Sevenfold fans to listen. I'm sure we have a lot of people that are too cool for Avenged Sevenfold. And, you know, good for them, too. But yeah, that's that's been uh, been a cool, cool thing throughout the week for me that I've definitely, like, listened to it every day. And um, yeah, so... So check out Nobody by Avenged Sevenfold if you get a chance. It's 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 a good one. All right. All right. Um, yeah, other than that, I don't know. It's the season, you know, working, golfing, just kind of doing my thing. But you're gonna uh, be busy as hell right now down there. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's fun. <laughs> I was doing the water aerobics class to fill in for the usual instructor by the pool. There's, yeah, it was a pretty nice morning. Dude, it's funny. Like, uh, like the biggest movie in the in the world right now is John John Wick. John Wick Four. Yeah. Yeah, I just watched the first one last week. It's like, ah, I get it now. That's a pretty cool movie. Get it now. <laughs> yeah, I've seen the first one. I don't think I've seen the second or third. Is the fourth out now in theaters? Yeah, dominated this weekend. Oh, whoa. All right. Cobb, Cobb have you seen him? Do I look like a guy who's seen it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, I have no idea. I don't even know what it is. I, I, I think the only thing I know is it's Keanu Reeves, right? Yep. It is, it is, but like the action scenes, fight scenes are just unreal. I mean, literally, it's like you want to watch a like big, fun, dumb action movie, like John Wick's the, the move. Like, it's just, it's gangster. I was like, oh, okay. I get what people are real fired up about now. Like, this is awesome. That's yeah. rad. I love a good action movie. I, I saw it over the pandemic, like six years after all the hype and the sequels and stuff. So, I mean, I love that you just watched the first one, Ted, because I thought I was way behind the boat on that one. And you're like, just watched it this week. Cobb, you're like, never even seen it. Like, all right. <laughs> we'll that there. over here. Do recommend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Is it about that time? Cobb topic. Cobb topic. WrestleMania this weekend, LA. I'll be there. Oh. The question for you guys. Oh. Cobb topic this week is what do you miss most about the 90s? Hit us up. Already the word email at thepodcast.com. Uh, yeah. Email at thepodcast.com. What do you miss most about the 90s? For me, uh, you know, there's a lot of things that I can put into that category, but I feel like one of the big ones is just like, I feel like the WWE at that time was just like a force. And, uh, you know, I don't know. I don't follow it now. I know some people do. Some people are very into it. But for whatever reason, that was just a peak time for that. And I don't know. I miss I miss that. And I miss Bill Clinton. How about you guys? <laughs> uh Man, that's a tough one. I mean, my first instinct is baggy shorts and sweater vest. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. It's like the beginning of, of Cargo's. Oh, some good music, dude. I really like punk music. There's a lot. Or pop punk, as you guys call my affinity. It's definitely uh, pop punk. But like, also, yeah. to me, like I know hip hop starts in the 80s, but the mid 90s to me is the quintessential year. So I talk about it all the time, like 1994, like. Like reasonable doubt from Jay Z comes out. I want to say big, uh, ready to die comes out. Like all eyes on me comes out. There's just like these classic albums that come out. Yeah. Um, and the limelight hits you, man. Yeah, you guys got me thinking about Bone Thugs and Harmony and soap shoes and oh, soap shoes, Sam. <laughs> Matt, you'll appreciate this. There was a tour coming around, and it's like West Coast Legends. And it's like Ice Cube, somebody else, and Bone Thugs. Yes. So, uh, oh, what's his name that works over at 1037? I, I work with him now. I can't think of his name. He he worked at the hip-hop station when Powers. I first moved. Powers. Yeah. Powers to the people, right? Eric Powers. So, like, I pull him aside when they announce that concert. I'm like, Powers. He's like, hey, man, you doing all right? I go, yeah. 
you know, Bone Thugs is from Cleveland. He's like, <laughs> what? I'm like, well, it's called like West Coast Legends. I'm just saying they're from Cleveland. He's like, yeah, man. Like, I don't know, dude. It's a tour. What do you want me to do? Like, they're growing up and down the West Coast. I was like, all right, all right. I just, I had to say it. Yeah, right. just, uh, <laughs> it should be said. It's not a big deal. I just, you know. Like he's, he needs he needs the guy from the rock station chirping him about a tour. <laughs> it's a valid concern. We're all on the Somebody same had to team say it, here, man. <laughs> I mean, hilarious. it's not even west of the Mississippi, my guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's come on. Um. Yeah. What I miss the most about the '90s. I mean, it's it's a tough thing. Um. But just because I moved in 2000. So, um, you know, like the 90s also correlates perfectly with my time in Manhattan Beach. And um, I don't know. I miss the the skateboarding is not a crime era. I miss seeing that everywhere. Like that was just a great, you know, uh, it's a great slogan. The skate hype, the surf hype, you know, the the reef girls in the beginning, in the first Oof. second page of Surfer Oof. Magazine at the airports. Like. Think Maxim, Maxim magazine. Mm. Did they come out in the nineties? They were they were a strong part of the early two thousands. For maybe me, it's early two thousands. Yeah, I don't know. All right, the um, Victoria's Secret catalog, whatever. Oh, mm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. The 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 difficult the the porn struggle of the nineties. Oh um, boy, in the early internet, I would say. <laughs> Like that adrenaline rush mixed like mixed with the hormones that I had at the time. But I swear, even even if I had to go through that now, the adrenaline rush would be similar. Right. Oh, like, yeah. At that at that age, even a Sears catalog, you know. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're, we keep it 100 on this cast. Pixelated <laughs> fake celebrity nude JPEGs. I mean, I could go on. The first girl <laughs> I saw on the Internet, I actually thought her name was Blonde Bombshell as it downloaded. <laughs> Like line by line, it was like filling in the screen. I kid you not. It's a true story. <laughs> I used to print off pictures, and our our basement had like one of those drop ceilings, you know, that's <laughs> like lower. And I used to print off pictures and then push up one of the tiles and hide them in there. And then one day I forgot to take them off the printer, and my brother was like, "What's this?" Like, <laughs> you have there, Chris is a vagina. <laughs> that's a keeper, dude. Ted, I'm so happy you said the thing about the ceiling. I gotta tell a quick aside if you don't mind. So at my family's house, there's like um, uh, what do you call that? It's like um, you know, in your bathroom, if there's like a big kind of cabinet, there's like some name for it, but you know what I mean. It goes all the way to the floor, right? Um, so it, it's big. It's like two sinks. It's like you know, I don't know, the size of a refrigerator box or something. But on the bottom of this thing, there's a heat register, like a, a you know, a, a little vent. And you can pull the vent off and you could slide stuff in underneath this big cabinet, right? And But All it's right. completely obfuscated from view. So obviously, you know, we had a stash under there and it's convenient because it's in the bathroom. Well, smash <laughs> cut. <laughs> so, you know, we live our lives. We got a stash under there. And all of a sudden... I'm 33, so this is like three years ago, and my parents are renovating that bathroom. And my old man calls me and he's like, hey, I need help moving this cabinet. And I'm like, no problem. So I get on one end, he gets on the other. We pick it up, and I swear to you, I heard a piece of paper crunch under my foot, and it, it snapped me back like 20 <laughs> years. And I was like, 
oh my God, they're under here. So I carry the cabinet out with him. And then I set my end down, ran back in there, boom, snatched up the evidence. There's like 40 just like shittily printed computer pages, you know, and like just like low, like 600 DPI, whatever. And, uh, and you know, they're all faded and watermarked and whatever, or like water splash. And dude, scooped them all up. And so anyway, did my brother a solid. And so, yeah, good for me. <laughs> I don't know. Wow. I don't know what compelled me to tell that, but it was pretty funny that I actually got the chance to make that right. Wow. I mean, I will say this, like, I like the idea of like the convenience of like having cell phones. So like, you know how to get places and everything, but it was kind of nice in the nineties. Like some of the, some of the stuff we did was stupid and like, we should have gotten a lot more trouble, but there just wasn't photos and videos of everybody doing it. Yeah, seriously. And people in some respects, we're a little friendlier because you could just be like, hey, can I use your house phone to call my mom? You know? Yeah, you and just kind of had it. to do that stuff to exist. Because when you have photos, right? Like, it's awesome. It's cool. Like, I have some really awesome photos with some good friends. But, like, I don't know. I'm still one of those people sometimes. Like, all right, we don't have to take photos of everything we're doing. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you. I try to usually take one photo of, like, a whole weekend so I have, like, the single memory. But, yeah, I'm with you. People go way too crazy. And then you can't really live in the moment, you know? But it is nice having cell phones and you know where you're going. I mean, I remember printing out MapQuest stuff to try to find parties. And I mean, it was yeah. it was tough. I'm amazed oh, yeah. we ever found parties. Yeah, seriously. That is crazy. And like MapQuest even felt like a big move forward. You know, that's like from the Thomas Guide. That was the big leap. It's like, oh, I'll MapQuest it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the last time I remember not having access to directions was probably uh, 2014, driving with a good friend of mine. And then he goes, hey, man, are we going the wrong way? And like, I just had to look him in the eye and go, yes, Cobb, we're going the wrong way. I just <laughs> I had to drive 40 minutes the wrong way. <laughs> yeah, in the middle of the night. That was funny, man. <laughs> right? Good memory. Damn. You were cool about it, but like, I felt like an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, all right. Well, there you go. Good podcast tonight, boys. That was fun. Yeah. Was Ted, what's your podcast about? <laughs> Moving chain restaurants and are they hunks? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. All right. Like, From CTV for Cobb and me, Ted Smith. This is the podcast. Cheers.